boom it's march 20th 2020 what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to a brand new episode of kicking it with the king yes ladies and gentlemen we're back episode 253 welcome in like i said ladies and gentlemen it's been a while it's been a week or so a lot feels like a lot's happened in a week and don't mind the voice, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have no viruses. We're not. We're, we're not in any positions where where I'm gonna be in that kind of position, nor am I gonna put anyone else in, ladies and gentlemen. Because we're undefeated from here, ladies and gentlemen. And, and what I mean by that, if you've hear, heard the last episode, I went hard in the paint, like I like I, I said, tend to always do that, apparently, um, according to a lot of people. Um, but I went so hard in the paint on the latest of the COVID-19 outbreaks and lots happened since then and and to be honest and you know a lot of things have uh transpired and and went on since the last episode of the show so um we're not gonna spend this whole show like I said talking about any of that I was kind of uh, angling earlier before I actually um started I was angling to more so talk about fights you know this gives us effect to re um evaluate and think about some other fights and potential other fights how they're feeling currently about the state of the uh sports you know sports world essentially this the essential uh the world of sports is kind of turned upside down so i figured you know why not give people positivity why not um be able to continue putting out great shows for people which was the main target of this you know the fact that everyone's self-quarantined now gives you guys an opportunity to get i was gonna say to catch up with the king i mean kicking it with the king ladies and gentlemen is available we'll start we'll start our plugs here since we're started already we're available everywhere ladies and gentlemen spotify iHeartRadio, google play podcast google podcast stitcher and all the other major podcast providers ladies and gentlemen it won't be hard to find us we're available everywhere leave us a five-star review five-star rating ladies and gentlemen and like i said this podcast would not be possible without anchor so we are brought to you by anchor anchor is literally the one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast it's easy as one two three ladies and gentlemen it's five stars for a reason in my opinion and during a time like this i'm pretty sure anchor comes in handy when it comes to a lot of people because you know i don't know a lot of people that have to go to studios or have to report somewhere to do a podcast or you know somewhere that's not their home Anchor gives you the the, the goddamn opportunity to do podcasts, like I said before, everywhere you're at. So a time like this, you really got to give it over, give it up to the people over there at Anchor, ladies and gentlemen. They're doing a lot of fucking amazing things. And, you know, appreciation comes at a time like this. You know, like I said, be appreciative of things all the time, you know, not just during the bad times or not just during the good times. You got to appreciate it full circle ladies and gentlemen so you can visit the app it's available everywhere um you visit the link directly excuse me at www.anchor.fm slash start if you want to start your own podcast it may direct you to downloading the links directly for your your android excuse me and your iphone oh my god it's early in the morning motherfuckers bear with me it's nearly 8 30 a.m all right um and like i said you can visit it directly visit my podcast directly at www.anchor.fm slash kwtk pod also follow me on twitter 
and Instagram at G the King MMA. Follow our podcast page directly. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're on social media, and this might be a better chance to um, start moving up the social media numbers. At, well, being more active with the other accounts and stuff like that it has nothing to do with this ad. My apologies anchor.fm slash start ladies and gentlemen or one more time you can visit it directly at www.anchor.fm slash kwtk pod oh my god i'm so stoned now back to the show well i should have said that before that i mean like i said it's not pre-recorded the ads aren't pre-recorded only ad is pre-recorded is in the beginning but you know there's necessary times to do that um before you know and i was thinking about that earlier and i was like wow I'm just so fucking glad that I can do a podcast despite all the panics and stuff like that and the true anxieties of the entire world. It literally feels like we're in a movie. But aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, it feels like a luxury to be able to podcast. It's amazing. You get the opportunity literally to sit down with your friends, your buddies, um, anybody else, and it gives you the opportunity to talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about, literally, as long as it's not controversial, I mean, there is a lot of controversial podcasts, or, you know, podcasts that maybe step over the border, not the border, was that a racist, or no, no, it's not, I think I'm good here, um, you know, that causes people to step out of line, okay, I should have said step out of line, my bad, um, but yeah, you know, a lot of people, have fun with them. I mean, everybody has a podcast now. I need to stop touching my face. I have a bad habit of that, especially during these fucking times. Um, where's the sanitizer at? Is there any sanitizer? In there? I'm not paranoid. I'm, I'm just being precaution. Precaution. Precautionary. Is that a word? Precautionary. Where is it? I know. I had. I know. I had a fucking uh, um. A bottle of hand sanitizer in here. Ah, here we are. I was saying, and that shit in the store sold out. I don't know if I talked about this already. No, no, I haven't. I went into the store uh, maybe like a few days ago. Yesterday, honestly, I have to admit it wasn't so bad. But you know, the first day or so of last, or like last week, um, it was so fucking packed. I was like, I just wanted to get some food. What did I end up getting that night? I don't even think I got too much stuff. I got some, uh, I got a pack of, uh, um, some big hot dogs. Like, oh, uh, they're like in a pack. No, just to make normal hot dogs and chili and shit like that. I got some, uh, macaroni and cheese. It was like 33 cents a box. So, I mean, I'm just like, I don't like eating specific things. I know everybody was, you know, um, stocking up on their, uh, on their goods and all that. And I wasn't one of those people that was absolutely fucking crazy. I told you guys that before. I mean, it is frightening. The anxieties are high. The anxieties are there. Um, the negativities are more so there than normal because of the vibe of the world. And, you know, just it's, it's another titled event in history. And what I mean by that is that it's just another time in our lives in the United States history and the world history of a, an outbreak, a virus, something that made history, you know, somebody, say, like, the president getting shot, like, you know, John F. Kennedy getting shot, excuse me, um, and, you know, 9-11, and all these other different tragedies that the world and America has been affected by, so this is another one of those things, no time for conspiracies today, I mean, maybe, maybe we can get into those a little bit later, um, as well, but, um, yeah, so, so, 
the stores weren't that bad yesterday. I know that there's like um it's set up to where only like a certain amount of people can enter in like five at a time. I think uh, the store I was at yesterday uh, is 50 people in the store or less, and that's you know it's for a, it's a big ass store and everyone's you know more than six feet away because everybody's always moving. So you know the, you know certain traffic in certain areas you know probably like the more popular areas for you know a time where people want to stock up you know rice and beans uh, you know. F- uh, frozen foods, um, canned foods, you know, like, uh, canned beans, in my opinion, I try to cook as less as possible, like, well, try to eliminate how much energy and electricity you use, because that can also be very stressful, but then, who knows, well, it can only be stressful if you have to, like, pay your energy bill or something like that next month, and all the bills, depending on if you're working, salute to all those people that are out there working, more so the doctors and the nurses, because, um, you know, like I said, those are the people primarily putting themselves at war. Uh, you know, talk about there's there's the fire department, police department, um, firemen, policemen, nurses, doctors, you know, all risking their lives. I mean, nurses and doctors, however, you can kind of, they are risking their lives. And if you think about it, you know, they're at risk to getting anything or being susceptible to being sick because of the environment that they work in and you know these young ladies and these uh young you know there's a young and athletic uh you know individuals you know young you know younger women older women you know like younger like and they're probably like you know 20 literally 25 probably 23 and could probably make the argument that there's probably some 19 year old nurses you know probably trainees or anything like that but you know that whole place is packed there's a lot of nurses um i wonder how that works how does that work if uh you can't have more than 10 people in one room or something like that um definitely we've definitely failed ladies and gentlemen if it comes to more than 10 people in one room because wait no no that was yeah that was until no never mind i was gonna say something because uh now i actually stores did limit you know before the other day when i was at the store there was hell of people and they weren't even six feet they're they're closer than that cart to cart to cart all the way back in the meat section and mind you the meat section's probably take you about 45 seconds to get there maybe a minute maybe faster maybe depending on how fast you walk or if you're still shopping and you walk by something you know and you're kind of pushing your shopping cart and you're just like you walking by kind of slowly like "Mm, look at this look at those prices do i want those is that something that i um could get Ooh, look at those chips Mm. those chips those chips look good <laughs> no, you get what I mean, but yeah, you just you know, the lines were hella fucking long, and it was fucking crazy. I mean, I literally took pictures on, posted on Facebook and Snapchat, and Instagram, just for the hell of it, man. It's, it's just like, you know, I wish there was one button that had all of your shit going everywhere. So like your Instagram post, your Facebook post, your uh, snap, not just Snapchat, just, you know, Twitter, my tweets, my, my Facebook post, well, I don't really even go on Facebook, I'm just saying that'd be cool, and if you can't tell, we are fucking barbecued on this, <laughs> this episode, this morning, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't even tell, I don't know if you can tell, it's not that I'm sick or anything, I'm not sick or nothing like that, no, ladies and gentlemen, 
were barbecued as fuck earlier this morning and you know before this you know because they do the podcast at home um it's actually a luxury and it's actually nice to not have to go out and go somewhere else i mean it's cool to have like a studio and stuff like that but a home studio be doing your, your shows at home and get being the luxury of being comfortable when you're doing it yeah that can pursue and make great shows and that's exactly what we do and that's exactly what i do so i, I mean like i said i spent like earlier a whole uh, morning um cleaning doing dishes straightened up my room a little bit um you know cleaned up no I'm not self quarantined and if anybody wants to shout out to all those people that are though like I said uh, with, with these shows that come out I'm gonna try to put put out some good shows for everybody to listen to and like I said appreciate all the support and everybody tuning in so like I said I'm not I have not self quarantined um I know there's a lot of people have but man the streets are like ghost towns i mean there's still your average dumbass drivers out there but is it me or do people get a little more dumb when it comes to driving you know literally like these people are like idiotic zombies now I mean, they're just there's no cares in the world i mean i've seen people crossing the crosswalks um without even pushing the little um button you know the flashes and then the fucking you know, it tells you to go, you know, the crosswalks and shit, you know what I'm talking about, I don't have to get into fucking details, if you don't know what a crosswalk is, you've got problems, um, but yeah, it just seems like the vibes of, I mean, I could completely understand, I completely, completely, completely understand, even though I, um, said that I don't believe in this, and I, I feel like it was started, you know, I don't, I, don't, I believe it, like it was started, I know how I said I believe it was started by the Chinese people, but, um, you can't openly say that, it does kind of sound racist, to be honest, and, um, you can't openly go and say that to people, like, you know, it did come out of China, literally, if you talk about the virus and stuff like that, I know it brings a lot of people down, you don't want to be negative or talk about these things, but literally it's another crazy big-ass event that's going on in American history, um, and world history, not, this is not an American thing, it's a world history event, so it's another thing that's going on, you know, God forbid, you know, save as many lives as possible by staying indoors if that's what it takes, you know, um, that's what they say, but, you know, anything to get this craziness that people have normally, I mean, these people are crazy, crazier than hell normally, so let me, let me circle back to talking about the, the crazy drivers, motherfuckers are always driving around crazy, I mean, these wannabe tough guys just driving around in their big trucks, you know, people flooring it, you know, uh, accelerating their, their, their fast muscle cars, I mean, more so the Dodge Challengers and stuff like that, but, um, I would do it too, you know, with one of those faster cars, but, you know, there's a lot of ignorant drivers, there's a lot of people that don't even know how to drive that, who knows who the fuck gave them, did you buy your license on eBay or something like that? because some of these people can't drive that's for sure but yeah like i said i completely understand i completely completely understand you want to hear russian accent me from russia i go outside right now and i'm starting to practice doing podcast in russia in russian accent i just want to practice this for a second can you understand me this is kicking it with king podcast thank you for joining was that pretty good no i, I don't know if i could do the whole show like that. i mean I, I feel like i can practice a little bit better but I don't know. that was random um anyway so i don't know what the fuck we were talking about 
We did. I mean, I remember what we were talking about. We just started talking about everything. That's kind of what we do. Um, but uh, like I said, there has been no. Um, everyone's been staying indoors, so I mean, it's kind of creative to see what people are doing. And you know, like I said, it it almost makes it seem a little bit more peaceful that everyone's staying indoors and you know, essentially enjoying more time with their families, uh, doing things around the house cleaning up people that are at home studying and get the luxuries of studying for a student because i know a lot of schools switched online or if you're already online student salute to you that's a perfect thing um you know like i said if you want to look at the positives um people can be home at home with their families they get a little bit more time to do things i mean obviously it's still very frightening but like i said you want to look at the positives here didn't I say a while back that we're all about positive vibes here on this podcast? So you might as well have to, you know, stick to the name. I gotta be able to motivate people. I don't want people to be like, oh, he's talking about that. I don't want to listen to that. He's probably gonna go off. No, most likely the, the, the description of every episode does not start off exactly that way unless we, we forefront it and we actually um, need it to. I'm gonna put my feet up. Yeah, that's so totally us. That's totally, um, what is it? I'm trying to, what's the word I'm looking for? That's totally, um, it's a clean word. The word for me and clean, that's totally, like, I can't think of the fucking word. I was about to say something, and it was about to sound cool. <clears throat> I need some water or something like that. I'm so high in the morning. It, it baked as hell in the morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's the 20th, oh wow, already, that's crazy, um, it's about to be April, April's 4, 20, so it's gonna be 420 the entire motherfucking month, oh, fuck, all those weed festivals, motherfucking virus, if you can hear me, you better not shut have those weed festivals shut down. I know 420 is going to be crazy. And how fucking lame would it be to smoke indoors with people? I mean, you may smoke indoors already, but how lame would it be like to um just smoke be not be able to go like at a festival, have the weed in the air, just get high. I mean, that could, that, that would be a problem. You know, I literally was, like, thinking about what the fuck am I going to talk about on the show today? <laughs> because of, not because of this whole pandemic thing. But the fact that the main fucking thing that I talk about, um, you know, you somewhat add some fight news in, right? You somewhat talk about fights. And so, I mean, I, I, mainly, I mainly talk about everything. But, you know, I was literally, like, I like to add a little bit of fights. And I actually like talking about the fights. So, it's not just doing whatever and stuff but uh talking about whatever i know i was like i literally like talking about fights but for some reason it just feels weird hearing about fights you know like this this topic's a little sensitive uh, right now so i mean like thinking about fights i'm like i just in my head i'm like are they even gonna happen i mean if you look at like certain fights that have been recently announced and stuff you you're you're thinking back and you're just like you are thinking about like you know if you're if they're if you're not a fight fan if you're a sports fan basketball football football's not you know, not even in season right now but um like basketball um and mixed martial arts boxing um world cup i don't know about what is it like world cups or something like that no i don't know there's just a list of things that have shut down i don't fucking watch only things i watch is boxing and mixed martial arts 
thought I had to resort to golf or something, but I guess golf's off too. What the fuck am I going to do? Watch old fights? I was telling people that the other day, like, um, maybe I'll watch old fights, catch up on old fights, sharpen up on specific fighters, you know, my knowledge of stuff, go back and maybe watch some fights that I haven't seen or haven't watched in a while, particularly certain fight cards that there's fights that I didn't really watch on there, you know, like, for example, say, like, there's a Connor card or something, and you, you kind of watch just the main card, but maybe kind of go back and watch some of the old ones, that's the beauty of UFC Fight Pass, ladies and gentlemen, that's the beauty of ESPN Plus, I mean, I'm pretty sure the streaming numbers are going to be perfectly fine <laughs> during this kind of, kind of time, the streaming numbers, I believe, are actually going to be higher, if I'm not mistaken. We should take a look at those in a second. But, um, what were we talking We're, like, all over the place on today's show. Appreciate you guys for joining us here. And, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, since we're doing this, um, we are available everywhere. We want you guys to be safe. We want you guys to be energized, positive, forgiving, loving, and caring. But we also want you to subscribe to the podcast. Available everywhere now. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, excuse me, Google Play Music, Podcasts, everywhere. We're available everywhere. Everywhere you get your shows, um, leave us a five-star review, five-star rating, ladies and gentlemen. We're available everywhere you get your shows. You can follow us directly, too, and follow the website at www. Follow the website? Is that even a thing? Can I edit that part out? That was like one of the worst representation representations are, are, are no you know trying to put some sound bites together no that's why we don't do that anchor.fm slash kwtk pod to follow support i mean you could literally follow you could you could uh contribute to the show um you can listen to all the episodes for free uncensored and free no limits no nothing we're available every single place you get your podcast ladies and gentlemen we're back all right um that was kind of weird, kind of awkward, um, so, I mean, like I said, a lot of podcasts I listen to still are on, but, um, I don't know what they're, like, what, if they're all talking about, uh, what is it, you know, it's real nice to hear podcasts, but, you know, like I said, during times like this, there's no sports going on, so all these people that are talking about the fights, you know, people that you follow, or, um, the memes are hilarious, they're great, and during times like this, would be some of the best times to put out that kind of humor, to put out kind of, like, positivity, like I said, people turn horrible things into memes all the time, and that seems to be a theme here in the world, not America, not it's not it's not, a, it's not a country's thing. It's everybody that's on the internet that has access to the memes, that has access to Twitter, that has access to Instagram, Snap, Facebook, Pornhub. I'm just kidding. Uh, all of the above. Um, but yeah, we kind of tend to make jokes out of crazy ass things, out of. Um, 
pandemics, essentially. So, like I said, I'm not surprised, but I like, I mean, like I said, the memes, they, you know, obviously, if you're family or you have somebody that's dealing with that kind of situation or is sick or you're worried about them or they're, you know, unfortunately not able to leave or, you know, they're too nervous to leave or they're scared. You know, so there's some people that legitimately just don't want to leave. They could leave their houses. I know a couple people that are working still and, you know, working work in the hospitals and, you know, all those, you know, just normal people. I know, like, the supermarkets are high maintenance right now um, with, uh, well, high, um, you know, high traffic because of the amount of people. You know, you should see the parking lot at your local Save Mart, Safeway, um, where you are, Food Max, um, Albertsons, AGBs. Pretty sure if you look at all those top tier um, supermarkets, Walmart, oh my God. Is is Walmart still um how many people can go to Walmart because Walmart is like um Walmart's uh like real big and there's a lot of people that go in there and I know they limit it so it does let's look that up I'm curious I know they're closing their stores Sooner or opening different times, or, you know, the, the whole time's completely different. But, um, I wanted to see does Walmart limit Walmart limiting people? Let me see what pops up. I don't have time for this. Oh. Okay, so let me find the best uh, CN, CNBC, NBC, CNBC. Why the hell is that like a tongue twister? Best Buy limits store customers. Walmart's and Home Depot's shorten hours as retailers adjust to the coronavirus. Okay, so what is it? I want to see. Oh, so Best Buy is turning all home in consultations virtual and limiting the amount of customers in the store to 10 to 15 at a time the company said in the statement i want to know walmart though bitch i did not look at this just for best buy i don't go into only time i go into best buy i go i go in to buy my my airpods my my apple headphones or airpods they are called airpods but they're the wired airpods not the actual ones with the the bluetooth and shit like that i feel like my phone would die fast with the bluetooth Okay, so Oh fuck. Even though I wasn't talking about Best Buy, this looks interesting. At Best Buy, customers have been purchasing appliances to freeze or store food. People all all these motherfuckers are lining up to buy new fridges and stuff. Goodness god. No, I'm just kidding, no. I imagine that's probably what it's like. At Walmart, Target, and Walgreens, customers have been filling their baskets with groceries, hand sanitizers, disinfectant wipes, over-the-counter medicines, and more. Okay, so, let me keep going. Store hours will be open for at 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Ooh, that's a sharp window. So, Walmart... Um, is open from 7 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. 
Stores that start uh, stores that open later than 7 a.m. won't have the same starting hours. So the employees will work the same shifts but have more time for restocking and sanitizing. It also said that it's also limiting employees' purchase of essential items like baby food, diapers, milk, and eggs. Make sure people can get what they need. Okay, cool. I don't know, they still didn't talk about how many fucking customers can go in, because that's, certain places, certain places are crazy, um, crazy traffic, I mean, if you've been in a Walmart, you know how fucking crazy those people are, in general, I mean, you look up the videos on Walmart, man, everybody's freaking going crazy, everyone's having fights in Walmart, people are showing their titties in Walmart, people are, uh, doing dumb shit, getting into fights over food, and not literally, I mean, people do the craziest shit in Walmart, similar to what people do in Florida, so it's been, it's been pretty crazy, Ooh, let me stretch, Ooh, so relaxed, so lazy, lazy year on a Friday, yeah, it's Friday, Friday, March 20th, it's Friday, you stock up on your, uh, what are some essentials you guys can think of? What will be as essential items that I would stock up on? Hmm. Food wise, we're not here to talk about food. Fuck that. Um, talk about fun essential items like you know, stocking up on weed. I have a full other cartridge. Um, there's some alcohol in the fridge. And uh, no, I haven't stocked up completely. No hard alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. Try to stay away from that. Try not not to drink that stuff. It's Friday, and everyone likes to unwind and have fun. As I did last night. Oh my God! Those because yesterday was my Friday, so yeah, I'm still at work. I'm still um, I don't I haven't gotten uh, pulled from my job or anything like that. So I'm one of those active people that are out there. Aside from the podcast, we do so many different things. I have my legs, legs and hands and feet, and so many different things, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so many different avenues. So like I said, I am still out there. So I'm susceptible to contracting that virus. Goodness, Lord help me. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so what the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah, commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. Right back. Boom, and we're back. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So now we talk about the fights, or talk about the fights. Um, this is something I was thinking about earlier, and um before we started, actually, was to talk about some of the, the best fights of all time and some of our favorite fights of all time and the impacts and what we're feeling during the moments of watching, but some of the biggest moments in UFC history as well. And um, quick shout-out and happy birthday to uh, Daniel Cormier. Today's birthday. He turns 40, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he has a fight penciled in with Sipe Miocic uh, trilogy, you know, targeted for international fight week god forbid the um virus goes that long but you know um like i said we're not here to talk about that this is a fight now we're talking about the fights now we're 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 gonna move forward as if these fights are gonna happen and that's the best way to do it despite anything else happening so that fight's interesting um both fights had a different result you know um you know the first fight daniel knocked him out in the first round and ended his reign after Stipe defended the belt more than anyone else had in UFC heavyweight history. 
Second fight, DC looks absolutely amazing early on. You know, he hit Stipe with some bombs. He looked good on the feet. Um, and, you know, his wrestling was there when he needed to be there. And, you know, obviously that made a little bit of mistakes towards that towards the end of that fight. And if you've seen it start off with the, the hooks to the body, and, you know, after a while, long time and after a while I was looking at that fight when I was watching it I was like oh he can't keep taking those he's gonna get hurt you know I know that you know you kick DC right when that kicked Anderson Silva landed hurt DC and that kind of you know Anderson's not the kind of um as big and as good as a wrestler as Stipe is but you know um Daniel took Anderson Silva down and he said his his body hurt I think weeks or something after that after that, Anderson landed that kick, but, you know, it's kind of similar to, to that, but, um, Stipe actually landed a lot more of a, what is it, he landed, like, that, his nasty hook to the body, he just landed it repeatedly, he ended up hurting Daniel, and, you know, and, and, and entering that barrage, um, and, uh, you know, essentially, uh, you know, like I said, DC did did real good in that fight, and a lot of people are, um, saying, why didn't he utilize his wrestling, and why did he, choose to stay on the feet and you know like I said you don't know what, what happens when when you're in there you, you mean what from watching it you know it's easy to perspect to be to be a, uh, have a perspective and understand what people are well you know understand what's going on and stuff but when it comes to decisions and stuff it's not the vi- you're not a video game these guys are a video game so you know I can understand the, um the confusions and stuff like that but 99.9 percent of that time dc was winning the second fight dc knocked about in the first fight steve had some good shining moments in in the first fight and the second fight for as long as the first fight lasted the second fight yeah steve you know adjusted he he you know you know took his beatings you know he had to show his uh his heart, his durability, and his chin, and stuff, as I continuously keep to look, keep looking at this, I'm, I'm getting distracted right now, ladies and gentlemen, alright, the UFC posted, um, the knockout of, uh, Amanda had over, uh, Chris Cyborg, which was, like, every time you look at it, man, that was just a fucking bomb, nasty overhand, right, right on the chin, ooh, she hit her with overhand right, uh, straight left, oh my god, Oh, another overhand. Chris Cyborg curls up and falls. Fight. This fight is over. Oh my God! Another left hand. Another right hand. Ooh, that last right hand that Amanda landed to fucking um, starch Chris Cyborg like that. Oh my God! Cyborg flurries in. Here we go. She's flurrying it. Cyborg just um, let her chin stay out there. I mean, she was trying to. That was one of the most unintelligent things that you can you can do with a woman like Amanda Nunes because Amanda Nunes hits like a man and she will start you I mean she's vicious she's crazy she's one of the well she's crazy in a good way but she's one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet male or female I mean especially with the um Especially, I mean, like as she as you know, time has gone on, and since since she's you know her last loss was um, the one against Katzengano, and since then she has been essentially perfect. So Amanda Nunes is one of the best in the world, man. So I'm excited for um, she, who she fighting next. She has um a fight with uh who she has a fight with um oh it's um what what the fuck's her name? She just fought um. Felicia Spencer at 145, so Amanda Nunes is um, moving up, 
to 145. Well, we're not moving up. She's going to go up and wait to defend her belt. She has two belts, 135-pound women's belt, 145-pound belt. So, um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting fight against Felicia Spencer is real good. She had a good win. Um, do I think Felicia Spencer can beat Amanda Nunes? Uh, not so much, but, hey, everybody has a chance. You never know what can happen. So, um, like I said, it's a good fight. I mean, Amanda Nunes is a female Mike Tyson right now. I mean, all respects to Chris Cyborg, though. I mean, Chris Cyborg looked absolutely amazing in their fight. Um, I do believe if Chris Cyborg and Amanda Nunes fought, the result would be different. I'm not saying that Amanda Nunes, you know, obviously she won that fight, but, you know, going back to it, the, as much as Chris Cyborg um, came in aggressively and, you know, left herself open, that's not how Chris Cyborg usually fights. So I definitely do see what people are talking about when it, a rematch go different. I know people are talking about it but realistically that's far and uh 99.9 sure that's never gonna happen never say never but hey you never know um but you know like i said stylistically wise it's it's an amazing fight i mean the fact that chris cyborg came in like that you know she she usually comes in more calculated than that and it just didn't feel like the normal chris cyborg but you know all respects to amanda nunes for winning that when she catches anybody on the chin she's putting you to sleep I I cannot believe Ronda Rousey fought Amanda Nunes, and that was Amanda Nunes, the scary Amanda Nunes. She played pinball with Ronda's head. She took Ronda's fucking head off her shoulders, you know, farther and more and much more um nasty fashion. I mean the the I I have to say which which fashion of Ronda getting knocked out was um more impressive fashion, if you go back to it. Ooh. Probably never gonna have an interview with Ronda Rousey or a podcast with her in my life. Now you just hear how badly I just trashed her. Oh my god, I'm just kidding. Now uh, fuck that. I don't care. Um, just say whatever the fuck we want here. Um, so which way was more nasty though? If you go back, going back, thinking about the Holly Holm, Amanda Nunes, uh, not Holly Holm, Amanda Nunes, uh, and it ended similar the same way. Ronda, her fight with Ronda. By the way, Holly's an excellent fighter, but. No, Amanda Nunes, I can't believe Amanda Nunes knocked Holly Holm out and um and Chris Cyborg and Ronda Rousey. Jesus Christ. I mean, essentially knocked Misha Tate out, but she hurt Misha Tate to the point where she could uh, end up submitting her and that's exactly what she did. But um so yeah, what were we gonna say? So Ronda's loss against Holly Holm was devastating. It was nasty, it was at one kick. Um Damn, she fucked Ronda's face up after that. Ronda looked like she broke her jaw in that fight. And she was she was hurt. And she, you know, Holly was just such a the more elite kickboxer and, and a more elite level striker. I mean, Ronda didn't even start off striking. She started off as a judoka. Her bread and butter was judo. Great base to start mixed martial arts. But, you know, her striking wasn't necessarily the best going back to thinking about Ronda's reign um as champion both in strike force was Ronda invicta no she wasn't she back in strike force uh, her strike force days when women were fighting um there and in you know throughout her career what's she been known for more most of the time arm bars i mean the women that fought her were probably better on the feet than she was she wasn't any better than 
like, you know, any of the women that she's fought on the feet, I'm pretty sure in sparring, uh, it would be way different because you shouldn't go to, couldn't go to the wrestling, but everybody feared was that arm bar. Everybody feared and talked about what happens when Ronda uh, judo, judo throws everybody in arm bars. It's the same thing she did. You know, the arm bars come in when it gets to the ground. She had that nasty arm bar that tended to work on women early on in the early stages of women's MMA. And similarly to techniques that people use or, you know, uh, evolving in the sport, you know, when it comes to a lot of different other things, you know, the sport has evolved and, you know, an elite level kickboxer, you know, like Holly Holm at that time was the one who had amazing movement. She had amazing movement, amazing movement, amazing counters, amazing footwork, amazing striking. I mean, she'd already been boxing. She, mind you, she was already a boxing world champion and kickboxing world champion um, before she got into the UFC. Now it's different in MMA and you know adjusting the grappling and and jujitsu and wrestling and pressure and and certain things like that. You know, people shooting in at takedowns. You know, that was, that's something obviously Holly had to adapt to. But, you know, I remember all Holly's Holmes highlights back in the day. And, you know, I was like, this woman, you know, who is she? A lot of people thought she uh, wasn't attractive at first, but now people have kind of changed the tune. Early on, people were like, oh, who is this woman? She's going to lose. She, I mean, everyone thought Rhonda was going to do that to her. That was when I started to think. When I seen Holly Holm, I was like, oh, shit. What's going to happen? I was like, what's going to happen? Rhonda can't take her down. And and Rhonda wasn't, you know, she did boxing. She looked all right on the mitts, I have to be honest, early on. But there wasn't anything about her that, ooh, like other than her armbar and judo and her judo background. And, you know, she was in the Olympics and she's fantastic. She's a former world champion. She defended her belt. She her era was special while it was there. She brought women's MMA and put women's MMA on the map and started women's MMA in Twitter. I don't know why I said women's I'm like, yeah, but she's, she was regarded as one of the, um, you know, most important and, you know, Hall of Fame worthy, um, female mixed martial artist despite her losses. That's why I'm saying I can't sit here and tarnish or trash someone just because, you know, she got knocked out against Amanda, just because she got knocked out against Holly Holm, you know, realistically, um, realistically, she took, um, she took a fight with one of these scariest people, and it was kind of of the new era, Amanda Nunes, um, Ronda, why I, mean, I was still wondering why Ronda took that fight, but Jesus Christ, that was a crazy fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ronda definitely had success throughout her career. She was undefeated for the longest time, still to this day. The only two losses that she's lost to, or the only two females she's lost to, are two of the best females in the world, two of the top tier, two champions, or former champions, Holly Holm, fantastic kickboxer, um, you know, fantastic mixed martial artist now. I mean, her ground and pound, her grappling is amazing. I mean, you see what she did at Megan Anderson? You know, Holly's fucking strong, dude. You know, Holly Holm, you know, on top of her kickboxing, you know, she, she adds in that grappling, man. She's fantastic. I swear, man. She's vicious. She's nasty. She's dangerous. And, um, does she have a fight next? I don't know. 
but yeah, Holly Holly's one of the best in the world. I'm I'm too high to look at look at look at her, look her up. See if she has a fight next. Um Alright, what else we got? Okay, um next on the list, I mean, since this is so <laughs> since it's uh on um DFC's Instagram, it keeps popping up as well. I mean, I have literally looking at the UFC's Instagram because I think it's interesting and fun to talk about the um the classic fights, the old fights, um, that happen. Oh, this is the one where John wins the title. Boom. Front kick to the body by John. John John um kind of clinches in, spinning back kick. John a little wild back then. He's still so good. John's so good. He clinches up with Shogun, knees to the body. And he does that spinning back elbow, huh? Oh yeah, spinning or spinning back elbow and then straight uh, straight left, and it goes in with the straight right. Shogun just does not know what to do. John with the Superman punch. Shogun backs up. He looks kind of bewildered, and you know, this is such a good fight. I remember when this happened. Kick, kick to the leg with John. Oh, if I keep watching it, it'll um, it will um, cut off the podcast because um, the audio and shit like that. But, um, you know, like I said, in that fight, man, John beat the fuck out of Shogun. I mean, Shogun was the man. He was coming off of the second fight with Machida. And the first fight was very controversial. A lot of people thought Shogun won the first fight. It was, I think it was like a split or unanimous decision. But at at, at that time, who knows what the how the judges were and how much more shittier were they back then. Or were they shittier back then or better back then or not anywhere close. But, um... Yeah, he, Shogun got robbed in that first fight with Machida, and then we fast forward, and he, he fights him in the second fight, and it's kind of a slow-paced fight until Shogun, which they're kind of throwing slow-paced um, um, shots, and Shogun catches him and gets him, gets on um, ground and pound, and wait, well, how did it go? It was a, yeah, he, he got on top of him and, 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 and pounded him and, and stopped him. He ground and pounded, and, and that fight was over. And um, Shogun gets titled uh, originally to fight. He gets set up to originally fight Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans pulls out of that. John Jones gets thrown in the mix, and that's when the rain started. And now we can segue to talking about the greatest light heavyweight of all time, and John Jones. I mean, John Jones has been absolutely good. I mean, if you look at this, I mean, this in the best way, shape, and form. But if you look at that fight with Shogun, you look at all the fights that John's had, he's looked good in all of them. He's found ways to win in all of them. He's won all of his fights in very devastating fashion or very in a very tactical way. You know, you know how John fights. He's not necessarily a knockout artist or anything like that. He's a very calculated, very strong, fantastic wrestling, fantastic grappling, fantastic submissions. And very creative on the feet, devastating, picks you apart, turns it up, and if he can, he'll go for the finish, and he'll finish you. I mean, look at the two rematches that John had, and he won. Um, the Gustafson fight, the second time, the Daniel Cormier fight, which was impressive to see him do that to a guy like Cormier, and, you know, um, you know 
see Gustafson getting smashed like that in the first and the second fight clearly was an indication that John truly didn't change for that first fight because you look at that fight, that Jones versus Gustafson fight, that was one of the best fights of all time and I really um enjoyed that one too. But you know, a lot of people thought Gustafson would come back and look absolutely better. And maybe if they fight ten times out of ten, you know, John wins I have to say nine out of the ten. That one time people thought Gustafson won was probably the one and only time that someone was going to get that close to beat John, beating John at that point in time of his career. Now you got to fast forward and kind of move forward to 2020, to the new ages, to the new dogs, the new, the new light heavyweight contenders like the Dominic Reyes, like the Jan Blachowicz's, um, Corey Anderson's, um, and everybody, you know, everybody at top tier at light heavyweight. Um, thinking about potential fights for John now, if you think about it, um, I can't really think of anybody right now that comes to mind that's an absolute must-see TV for John to fight, it's either a couple rematches or, um, Jan Blahovich comes to mind, but, you know, when it comes to, like, blowing, like, someone out of the water when it comes to an absolute fight for John, I mean, those are super fights, the fights at heavyweight, um, Still would be a fun open option for that, for John. Um, but other than that, I mean, Jan Blachowicz or, you know, Dominic Reyes rematch. I mean, that would be cool. Or Dominic Reyes rematch, that would be cool. Because the interesting part about it is that you see how good John does in rematches. So um, seeing how good John does in rematches would uh, in- excite me because everything John says is heavily calculated, and, you know, what I mean fight-wise, you know, outside of the UFC, you know, or outside of when he um, when he fights and stuff, you know, party-wise, and anything else. Overall, John is, um, you know, some, has gotten his fair share of things with the law and, and you know, hitting the pregnant lady with the car, or, you know, the car crash and, and all that, and everything he's done, you know, his history, you know, you can go back and look at the entire history of John, but fight-wise, skill-wise, IQ-wise, haven't seen anybody like him ever. And to be the champion when George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva, Dominic Cruz, Jose Aldo, all those people were the champion. John was the champion back then. I mean, you look at his fantastic accomplishments throughout his career, and it's nothing short of amazing. You know, like I said, I mean, the Dominic Reyes fight, the Thiago Santos's fight. You know, he's he, he's he has to adjust to these newer fighters, and he can't, you know, this shows you how good these newer fighters are, newer generation, I mean, Thiago Santos is kind of older, 35, 30, 36 almost, I do, I do believe, but, you know, he had a close fight with John, because John had to play the, you know, he, he had to be um, very defensive, he had to, you know, watch watch out because you could get you know with a guy like Tiago Santos you can't make the same mistakes I mean everybody that John fought back then were so it was either they're good at one thing or they weren't good at something else I mean Machida was fantastic striker um Rampage you know not necessarily the best ground game submission defense and stuff like that um you know, it was kind of like, you know, you know what Rampage is going to do. He's going to try to knock you out. But, you know, all that fancy, all those fancy kicks and, and, and unorthodox style of John and his long reach. You know, for the longest time, people couldn't get that reach. 
they couldn't figure out his reach, so it made it to where it's hard, harder for people to hit him. Because not only were his arms long, but his legs are long too, and he kept you at distance, and he's been using his distance to calculate, you know, and you know, pick up people's movements, read people's movements, and and pick you apart in a way where not a lot of people can do it. So, fast forward back to what I was saying about Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos is that um, both of those guys are very very special. Daniel Cormier, very, very special. Gustafson, very, very special. So all those people that, you know, I mean, Anthony Smith is very, very special. I mean, obviously, you know, shout out to him because he didn't, he wasn't finished by John. He hung in there, you know, went to a decision. Same thing with Dominic Reyes. He's definitely earned so many people's respects due to a close fight that he had. And, you know, a rematch would go different. I'm not saying that Reyes can't tweak some things and, and you know, come out on, on the winning end of that. It's just hard to see something like that. You know, we've seen history repeat itself with John multiple times when it comes to rematches. John looks better in the rematches, but hey, you can't doubt Dominic Reyes. Um, you know, like I said, last time we doubted him, he was en route almost close to winning a split decision against John. That's so crazy that the, that fight was a split decision, dude. That was so much anxiety, and you know that was kind of a time where everyone was a little tense, too, with uh, who who and how they scored the fight, you know, that for, for um, John versus Reyes and stuff like that. You know, like I said, John has to adjust to these newer guys. And, you know, it's he, like, you know, he's he's so good, but these young guys are catching up. So he to, really has to keep continuing to do his homework. And I believe he does that. That's what makes him special. I mean, no one's ever beaten John. And that's crazy. You know, he, he's a tactician. And you know one of the best fighters of all time, and you know him and his fight, him and Gustafson, their first fight has made it into the Hall of Fame. So John's a Hall of Famer while he's active, while he's still the baddest motherfucker on the planet. So that's fucking amazing. Um, no word, no thoughts on the detailed. Uh, all right, no, no interest in the Jan fight for John. I, mean, I think it would clearly be a one-sided fight. To be honest with you guys, I mean, Jan is excellent. He has knockout power. Very short-ass arms. Very, not really, not really. I just feel like him compared to John. John's reach and stuff, I feel would be like a massive problem. Um, he's not, I mean, I, I could say the same thing. I said the same thing about Reyes. But Reyes, like, has that nasty power. And we talked about the power of Reyes. And, you know, everything he had in that left hand, his counters, his kicks, his knees, everything. He's a big dude. And, Pretty damn sure he hits hard. Jan hits hard clearly as well. I mean, you see what he did to Luke Rockhold. You see how he hurt Jimmy Manoa and hurt him in that second fight uh, compared to the first fight. If you look at the first fight Jan had with Jimmy Manoa, that was completely one-sided in favor of Jimmy Manoa. You look at that rematch Jan had with Jimmy Manoa. He was backing him up. He hurt him with strikes. He he hurt Patrick Cummins multiple times with his hands. And so Jan is a credentialed striker. You know, very very talented kickboxer. So I might just shut up about this because. It's a good, it's a good fight, dangerous fight, um, good, you know, you know, third straight, um, savage and assassin, you know, you look at how good Anthony Smith looked, John fought him, if you look at how good, um, Dominic Reyes looked, fought him, John fought him and beat him, as he will the rest of these guys, just such an amazing, um, career though, like I said, I really, really enjoyed that, you know, continuing to think about the potential, uh, opponents for John later on, you know, especially when he clears it out. You know, I wonder what new talent comes about.
All right. Let's move along. Jesus Christ. Picture perfect flying knee by Jorge Masvidal. That's where I will start. I'm looking at that on the UFC uh, page. Jesus, man. It's just like perfectly timed right on the chin, right on the ear. Ugh. Masvidal flies over him and then lands those couple, those last few. Boom! Right on the chin, he drops Askren. Askren's out instantly. That was an instant KO. Those punches were extra. Jesus Christ, dude. That was a fucking... That was a... I can't stop watching it. Just look at the way it landed. Ooh! Right on the temple. Boom! Askren didn't even get a chance to try to grapple. He was going to try to grapple with Masvidal in, in, instantly. And who knows if he would have taken him down. I mean, I feel like the grappling of Masvidal is underrated and stuff like that. And it would have been, been good fight. I mean, I feel like Masvidal would probably have had a better chance of getting Ben Askren off his back or, you know, storting off his takedown attempts versus Damian Maya. I mean, Damian Maya was all over Jorge Masvidal in that fight, and that's a big win for Maya, being the fact that he won against Masvidal the way he did. It was a close split decision, but, you know, just to have his back as much times as he did in that fight was pretty amazing, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, I just cannot stop watching this KO. Um, you know, that was a picture perfect. I mean, that was instant. Didn't even last long. Askren's instantly out. Definitely was the fastest knockout in UFC history. And still to this day is one of the craziest fucking knockouts I've ever seen, man. That was a fucking crazy one. I mean, the resurgence that Masvidal sort of made... And how he figured it out in today's generation. I mean, he's, he's a fighter that's a lot older than most experience-wise in the fight game. And has more fights and, and fought longer than a lot of people have. A huge percentage of the roster has fought longer than and since the backyard days. And, you know, he's been fighting forever. So, um, you know, he's kind of seemed like one of those guys that really, you know, no one was really talking in all respects to Ori Masvidal. No one was really, really talking about him too much, not entitled contentions, not really, I mean, he was, he was talked about, people knew, but he, he, nobody knew that he would catapult into this mega star that he's, that he is now, I mean, now if you look at, um, if you look at, you know, his win over Ben Askren, his knockout over Darren Till, and his finish over Nate Diaz, and obviously it was due to a cut, but hey, you know, all respects to Nate Diaz as well, ladies and gentlemen, but, um, you know, Masvidal was on his way to winning that fight. Technically, soundly, looked perfect. Striking was nasty, and he's penciled in to take on the champion Kamaru Usman at 170 pounds. And Usman's wrestling, you know. If you want to go talk about that amazing fight, what concerns me is Usman's wrestling and his grappling, and the fact that he's a great striker on the feet too. So it's not like a Ben Askren kind of thing where he comes out and lands a flying knee or something like that. I think Masvidal can thwart off the takedown attempts of Usman, especially if he's dead, uh, if he's uh, you know, shooting for his life or you know just 
chaining together the wrestling exchanges that it usually does. I mean, anytime he gets and gets you down, it's hard to usually get up. I mean, look at what he did to Tyron Woodley. I mean, Usman's an absolute animal. You look at his control, his dom. He was completely dominant, man. He beat the fuck out of Tyron Woodley. He absolutely made Tyron look like he wasn't. Um, he didn't belong in there. And Tyron's fucking good. Tyron's dangerous as fucking hell, dude. You know, the power of Tyron Woodley is unprecedented. There's nobody with the power of Tyron in that entire division like that that hits as hard as him. And, and not even the champion Usman, in my opinion. Usman doesn't hit. He hits hard. He doesn't hit blinding, hit with blinding speed and accuracy and so much th- torque and power and just the way he knocked out Josh Koscheck. Do you guys remember that devastating knockout? I mean, he he hurt Darren Till, um, and no, with his striking, he hurt Wonder Boy with his striking. His his nasty power. I mean, the win over Robbie Lawler, dude, that was fucking crazy. Anytime Tyron Woodley hits you, man. <laughs> not a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people, uh, get up from those, so, I mean, like I said, Tyron Woodley's dangerous ass dude, and for Kamaru Usman to completely destroy him in, in the grappling exchange, it shows you how good of a grappler Kamaru Usman is, and a great fighter, phenomenal fighter, he's not just a grappler, I mean, if you look at his last fight with Colby, that shows that Usman's not just a grappler, but intelligently, he knows that he's not going to engage with Masvidal on the feet. I just kind of spread some voodoo on there, because if Usman stands with Masvidal on the feet, that's a fun fight. That's an interesting fight. You know, it's it's, it's closer than it would be if Usman was able to use his grappling. I mean, you know, he gets his grappling. Most likely, he's going to take Masvidal down. If Masvidal has some superior takedown defense or something like that, that could be a a huge problem for Usman. But so far, everybody that Usman's fought, he's been able to take them down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. And we're back. Sorry about that. I would tell you guys what the hell happened. It was hella fucking funny, but (laughs) might as well. I I can't tell you. People would be like, well, why did you say it then? All right, we're back. All right, so um, let's go down to this one. We're talking about this fight next. Um, all right, here we are. Chris Weidman, Anderson Silva. Weidman stalking, using his range, leading with his hand. Goes in and shoots for a takedown. Silva stops and Anderson come, says, come on. He just keeps on taunting him. Is this the one where he knocks him? Yeah, this is the one where he knocks him out. Because Weidman was a champion in the second fight. And he had the black gloves. Ooh, he kicked him. Nasty kicks. He, he he tore him apart with some of those kicks, man. Anderson Silva is um probably one of the, the most creative strikers in the world. And if you look at um his fight with Israel Adesanya, it was a legendary fight. It was a it was a great fight. Um, you know, it's kind of like a passing of the torch, if you will. But, you know, Anderson, man, he was one of the best in the world. He was absolutely unstoppable back in his prime. Well, his absolute prime. Who knows when his prime was, man. He he was, his UFC reign was his absolute prime, in my opinion. He's he's looked good throughout his entire career, man. Every single Anderson Silva fight has um 
he just looked absolutely good in there. I mean, he coasts sometimes, and a couple of his fights weren't exciting. People were mad. But, um, like, that doesn't take away from the talent and everything else he does and has done. I mean, his unbelievable movements, his counters, his knees. He was, like, one of the most creative strikers in the world. I mean, he would foil people with his movement. People would try to chase him, end up getting knocked out. Still stands to this day as one of my favorite knockouts of all time is uh, the Vitor Belfort, um, the Vitor Belfort, um, what is it? Uh, Vitor Belfort versus uh, Anderson Silva. How the fuck? Cause I did, we were just talking about Anderson. How could I forget about that? But I, that front kick to the face, dude. I remember watching that fight. Going back and watching that. Um, um, it was when you know, I was watching it. I was looking. Right before it, Joe Rogan's like, hey, kick my Anderson. Like he said, second to none. Boom. Front kick to the face. I thought it was going to the body when I first seen it. And I was like, fuck. I thought that was going to the body. I would have gotten knocked out too. That was crazy. I mean, that front kick, it just came up like a, like a lit, like, like a fucking kick you see in a movie or something like that. And it was like, front kick up the middle, right to the fucking face. I mean, and that was impressive. I mean, do you see the, um, the second fight with Chael Sonnen, um, kind of proved to everybody that Anderson was the superior fighter in that fight. I mean, that first fight, he was not well with Chael. If you remember that fight, um, Anderson was on his way to losing, and Chael was about to become the UFC middleweight champion of the world. But Hail Mary happened, and Anderson was able to pull off that arm triangle choke later, late in that fight, disappointing a lot of people, um, shocking a lot of people. I mean, 99.9% of the world at the time watching that fight thought Anderson was going to lose that. Chael beat the shit out of Anderson for that first fight, you know, for, for the first uh 90% of that fight, and then at the end, it pulls off that amazing, um, you know, amazing arm triangle, man, it was, or not arm, yeah, was it, yeah, arm, head and arm triangle, yeah, it was, it was in Anderson's guard, Anderson was on his back, and Anderson threw up his legs, and, you know, Chael, Chael tapped, man, that was a heartbreaking moment, I can imagine, for Chael's son, and, but damn, that shows you how good Anderson was, I mean, nowadays Anderson's fights you know he's not really doesn't really no one really talks about him as much now because of how popular Israel Adesanya is and you know everyone people will talk about him I'm sure they do but um Anderson like you know he's not in in the talks he's not he's not trending there's nothing that's going on with Anderson Silva right now um it brings me to bring up his Wikipedia who did Anderson fight who does Anderson Silva fight last was it is it Stylebender or is it Cannoneer? I'm pretty damn sure Money Bet it's Cannoneer. That's when he hurt his leg. Wasn't it? He holds the longest title reign in UFC history at 2,457 days. Okay. Um, let me see. Yeah, he lost to Jared Cannoneer. Um, oh, shit. Has been a rough, rough go for Anderson Silva. I mean, as of late, I mean, damn, look at the fucking losses that he's had recently. Um, a lot of people thought he lost the Derek Brunson fight, so realistically, man. Ooh, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Realistically, damn, dude. 
Suba's lost, well, four fights in a row. One, two, three, four, well, five, essentially. The win over Brunson, technically he's lost two in a row if you're going off the fights. The last one was a cannon, Jared Cannonier um, stopped him with the leg kick. You know, his leg gave out. I don't know what happened. He didn't break his leg in that fight, but um, he was he was hurt. And definitely compromised to the point where he couldn't... Um, Continue so. Shout out to Jared Cannonier for getting that done. I mean, Anderson Silva has had a rough go as of late. It's not like he's being absolutely fucking smashed in each and one of these fights. The Bisping fight was close. Um, the Nick Diaz fight was a win. Um, for him, I mean, the Mike, like I said, the Michael Bisping fight was close. Um, Cormier fight, you know, it's Cormier. No one's beating him. Um, Derek Brunson fight was close. <laughs> I guess it was closer. Um, a lot of people thought Brunson won that. Israel Adesanya fight, come on. Passing of the torch, the legendary fight of the night that that was in Australia. That's an amazing fight. So it's not like he's being absolutely taken out or you know completely washed out of the park. He still puts on competitive fights. He still looks good. Um, curious to know how he's doing right now, leg-wise and just health-wise and stuff, and if he has any updates to return against who, who, who could be some potential opponents. Let's brainstorm for a second. Who 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 could be some good opponents for Anderson to, on, 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 on route for return? Probably like a, a, people are talking about Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman 3 potential. I mean, why not? They should. You, you, you guys think that would be good? You think people will watch? I think people would. I mean, makes perfect sense right now. If you look at uh, where Anderson is right now and where Weidman is, makes the most sense, right? Let me get take a hit of this pen. Kingpin still going strong. Ladies and gentlemen, how about this quarantine? Though? We have a longer podcast. So this pen has lasted so far. Um, one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine days, ten days. And probably might last till the end of March. And then I can use the other one and I'll last all of April. Because it takes me like, uh, it should on average, if you don't smoke them like fucking crazy, it takes about like ten days or so. No, no, not 10 days, about a month or so. Some people it takes longer than that, but you know, it's, it's cool. That's what you get. Um, but yeah, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Anderson Silva. But yeah, so, like I said, I'm pretty sure there's some fun fights for him still. Uh, I really would not want to see um, him get paired up with someone absolute animal, give him a respectable fight, a fun fight for him, and um, something that makes most sense. Okay, um, it's hard to, uh, um, what is it? It's hard to not try to talk about this, but a lot of people are in shambles and worries and anxieties, obviously, what's going on around the world, if you look at everything, um, but a lot of people are really, really nervous about the Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nurmagomedov fight not potentially happening. Obviously, it's not happening in New York anytime soon. Um, 
you know, thank God it didn't happen in New York anyways, but, you know, with all the, the, the no gatherings, the social gatherings and all that, that's put this fight in shambles. And, you know, a lot of people are basically done in their heads. If this fight doesn't happen, they're done. I'm done. I give up. I don't want to get excited for this fight anymore. Um, and, you know, it's going to push people to lose their faith in this fight. Because, you know, best case scenario, this COVID-19 outbreak blows over. Obviously, casualties happen. Everything resumes slowly. You're going to hear news about all these places deciding to reopen, re-uncancel re their seasons and come back. And everything's slowly but surely going to go back to normal. But this Tony Ferguson could be fight has been canceled. Or, you know, worst case scenario, it's canceled. But it's going to be interesting to see what the UFC does. I know Dan White said that this fight will take place. And they are doing things behind closed doors that we have no idea what they're doing. So, if I'm putting money down right now, I'm going to bet that this fight happens still. UFC will pull it off. I mean, I know international travel and, and all this is a... Really crazy right now, but Dana White owns a private jet, and he's close friends with the president and, and shit like that. And um, I'm pretty damn sure that UFC can make a make a run and make this fight happen. And fortunately, and unfortunately, would you guys rather not not have any fans in attendance, or would you rather um, or would you rather um watch the fight happen? Take away the pity party. No fan in attendance. Okay, cool. It's going to be a heartbreaking moment. It's going to be a chaotic moment for people not to, to, to imagine to not... Who, who would ever would have thought that Tony Ferguson versus Khabib Nurmagomedov would have no fans in attendance first and foremost, right? But be thankful that you're able to watch the fight. So I, I want to bring everybody's anxieties down. You don't know what's going to happen. It's un preparable but in my opinion if, if it's just like this and and you know the way it's going right now I mean easier said than done but I, I just feel that the UFC can can pull some strings or figure out something to where we can get this fight no more than 10 people in one room right two fighters maybe I don't know, I can't say two cornermen. Um, two cornermen, two fighters, one referee. So two cornermen, right? You get two cornermen, imagine this. So two, four, two cornermen, four, and then the fighters, six, the referee, seven. I don't know, I, I, I can see how it doesn't work. I mean, there's no fucking way. But, um... What is it? Um, I mean, how did they do it the first time? The 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 event in Brasilia was that may have been before he said ten people limited to one room, but the whole no fans in attendance thing that would be you know, you know that that would be the continuing thing to see. And if I could bet on it, I think that the fight still happens, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news here on Kicking It With The King. I think Khabib and Tony still fucking happens. 
Stay off the internet, though. Fucking internet's depressing. Crazy. People are fucking insane. And we're on the internet. We weren't supposed to. Not really. Um. Hmm. Okay, um. Respect to Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker. Um, they're, they were uh, slated to fight each other. And, um. Like, no, well, l l let me just. Re let me just look at it. Breaking news. March 21st is UFC Day on ESPN, an 11-hour marathon featuring a slate of nine classic UFC fights. Saturday, Eastern Time, ESPN schedule. Correctly here, I'll retweet that sheet. Ooh, so which fights are they? Uh, from the looks of it, it looks like... Um, the, that Lee versus Gillespie, Connor versus... Uh, Um, Connor versus Khabib, Jones versus Gustafson one, Lala versus McDonald two, Diaz McGregor two, um, Masvidal versus um, Nate Diaz. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> this video says, "How's quarantine life going?" Me, his grandma smoking multiple bongs, taking rips, and taking shots. And she just drank a beer as we speaking. Wait, wait. Let me look. Yeah, so she takes a shot, right? And then she reaches over and grabs a fucking hit of a fucking wax. Oh, that was a she hit some she hit some wax, like off the 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 thing that you heat up with the torch, like the it gets you fucking stone. So she took. Wait, one more time. I keep missing it. So she took hit. So takes a hit of wax. Okay, she drinks the beer. A shot of it, or close. Smokes out of a bong, takes a hit. She, she she just did every fucking party party thing you could fucking do, probably. <laughs> and we're just talking about this. Anderson Silva's uh Anderson Silva's fucking choke over Chelsea. Yeah, he wraps the left leg around and wraps the right right one around, adjusts his arm, makes sure it's tight. Chelsea's trying to get out. He's panicked and he's in trouble. He's it's tight and you know he has his arm and his head trapped and he's unable to um escape. He's trapped. He's gonna tap, break, or go to sleep. Beautiful submission. Anderson Silva was not healthy in that fight, and the fact that he was able to get through that. Uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, anything else? We, do we got anything else here on...
this uh, on this episode of the show. I appreciate you guys uh, joining us here on the show. And then if not, ladies and gentlemen, let's quickly just go. Um, ooh, that was nasty. Mark Hunt's KO over Frank Mir. That highlight popped up today. Four years ago today, Mark Hunt had a walk-off KO against Frank Mir in a fight night main event. Let's look it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Damn, that was a nasty-ass KO. What? Mark Hunt's one of the most savage dudes out there. Let's look at that again. Pull it up. Let me pull it up. Boom, boom. Mark steps back. Frank's moving in. Mark walks in. Boom, right hand. UFC president. Uh, this is what I was looking at. UFC president Dana White slams MMA media over coronavirus concerns. Quote. They're the weakest, wimpiest people on earth. Oh, my God. Let's read what this says. I did not know that he said this. I was reading something. I seen something earlier about that, but I didn't know what people necessarily were talking about. Oh. Let me see. Let me see. So, we'll get to what Dana White said. Quote, Here's the reality. We will be up and running before any other sport will. White said per Simon Salmano of MMA Junkie. Our sport's different. We have our own arena next door. UFC Apex. So we will fulfill every fight for every fighter this year. And we'll get this thing done. Think about this. Go online and look at these people. This isn't a knock. This isn't a fact. The weakest, wimpiest people on earth cover the biggest, baddest sport on earth. What do you expect them to say? What do you think they're going to say? I have... Over 350 employees who work for me. Um, Multi-billion dollar companies are laying off their employees right now. We haven't laid off one person at the UFC. And every fighter that fights for me will fight three times this year. Our schedule will go on. Everybody's going to get paid. And we'll figure this out when we'll be the first for- sport back on it. Uh, fuck that shit. Everything will go on. Um... White did not confirm whether the UFC will be able to test fighters for COVID-19, but the 50-year-old says the UFC has some of the best medical testing in combat sports. Um, Listen, the media can talk as much shit as they want, White said. They don't feed families. They don't take care of fucking people. They don't have people that count on them. They don't have people to support. We're doing the right thing as far as medical testing is going and everything. That's all we fucking do. There's nothing new. We were doing this shit way before the coronavirus. We were taking care of people and making sure that everybody's healthy and every fighter that's with me on the road is getting much more better, better, getting better medical attention than they are at home if they're with me. You know what I mean? I told our whole roster, if your loved one has any types of situations or anything wrong, call me. I'll do everything in my power to make sure you're taken care of. Although the UFC's next three shows have been effectively canceled, White is confident that the UFC 249 will go ahead on April 18th. Alright. Um, just got a text message from a girl. Good morning. I just... Um, she works at Target, so... Um, so you gotta imagine how fucking crazy it's there. Target, Walmart... 
You didn't message me when you woke up, though. You didn't message me when you woke up. Whatever. Uh, no, I was like, I slammed her because I was like, you didn't fucking message me when you woke up, motherfucker. <laughs> no, she 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 messaged you right before she gets at work, but she works at Target, so can't imagine how fucking crazy it is there. People are fucking crazy. But anyways, like I said, I think that's it. I think that's all we got here on this episode of Kicking It With The King. Unless there's anything else. And I just want to give a quick positive message to everybody who's out there, either struggling with anxieties, depressions, sad, sadness, worry. I just want you guys to know that the people around you gives you kind of a, an opportunity to hug and love the people around you a little more, a lot more, because you don't know when the last time you're going to talk, speak, see, interact be somewhere, eat something, do something you've done before, and you don't know when it's going to be your last time. So, Or seeing someone else that you love and care about, make sure you hug those people. Make sure you take those times to appreciate the people that are around you a lot more. Um, enjoy and cherish the things that you have around you in your house, your families, your friends, excuse me, um, and everybody um, around you. And, you know, I wanted to read this poem that I wrote on Facebook. Yeah, it's a poem, motherfuckers. Um, don't, don't judge me. Like I said, I mean, I, I just, I came up with it when I was pretty buzzed, but hey, it turned out pretty good looking at it now. But, um, it was a good, it's a good little positive message, I think. And, you know, like I said, I do these podcasts, you know, not only to make people feel good regardless, um, you know, despite pandemic, without one, with or without, I like to, you know, kind of turn up the heat, make everybody feel happy, you know, be, do something that's entertaining for everybody, and also factual and fun, and, and, and all these different types of, uh, of, of emotions that I can bring out of people, man, and so this is what I like to do, and, and these ones, these podcasts, the last few, um, mean a lot, and obviously I know I dismissed COVID-19 in the last episode, I mean, part of me wants to take that episode off the air, but hey, you know, we have fun, you know, you, uh, you know, the facts are there, but then realistically, but it's a very dangerous disease, and, um, and people obviously are worried, but you know I, I feel definitely it's gonna be something that does get taken care of. It, everything will will be back to normal. People will be safe. Um, obviously, like I said, this is a time where you cherish your families more than anything. Try not to stress, and then you know let faith guide you to where you need to go. So okay, so I'm gonna read this quote. Okay, so I said quote. During this time of panic and this time of adversity for many people all over the world, we must be humble, we must be strong, we must be appreciative of everything and everyone we have because life can take things in a blink of an eye. Try not to stress, try not to be scared, but try to love more. Don't hold back anything during these times. We never know when we live our last breaths. Let this beautiful world as a whole be strong during a time like this. I love you all. Hashtag COVID-19 Hashtag coronavirus. Hashtag thank you guys for tuning in. And um, you guys can follow us directly on Twitter and Instagram at KWT 
K Pod, um, as well as um, Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez, my own personal. Um, or available everywhere, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, Anchor. Um, dot fm slash kwtk pod as well as um we're available on apple podcast google play podcast spotify iHeartRadio, all the major podcast providers folks appreciate you guys and you know if i did anything to brighten up your day and, and give everybody a little brightness you know i know it's been a week or something i didn't get contained or get taken or anything like that i know it probably frightened some people but hey we got a great episode planned and we had a great episode today and appreciate everybody tuning in so like i said by the time you guys hear this we won't be live but this is gabriel hernandez signing off you can follow me on twitter and instagram at g the king mma both of them g the king mma one more time anchor.fm slash kwtk pod anchor.fm forward slash start if you want to start your own podcast today hey we're in a pandemic we're, we're in a crisis we're in a panic why don't you start a podcast and remember the time you started your podcast you started during the coronavirus during the pandemic during the outbreak during whatever history where it is that we're going through we're going to get through it as a whole and you're going to start a podcast and everyone should join in and start the show anchor.fm slash start ladies and gentlemen appreciate you guys for joining bye folks and we're out of this bitch bye guys